Schaefer. Schaefer, are you there? Come in, good buddy. <laughs> Friday night, the commuter rail runs late, so we heard the uh, we heard the dinging of the crossing, the the crossing warning, and then along came the commuter rail. No, no trucks driving on train tracks tonight for us. It's Friday night. We get the real thing. Speaking of the real thing, get ready for one magical hour. I'm Matthew and Schaefer, podcast spectacular, episode one hundred and thirty-five. If I'm not mistaken, of of each real each realer than the last, as we search for the the realest possible refined talk, imaginary radio is what we're getting here, folks. Only the very best, only the purest. I've got uh, <laughs> I've got an I've got an unflavored Lacroix sparkling water here that has the word pure on it. So that <laughs> I might say the word pure a bunch tonight because I'm staring at those four letters. And now the sun is set. It is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful here in Austin, Texas. We're going to try to hold on to that for the next few months because, uh, as we know, sooner or later it's going to get hot, 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 my friends. But in the meantime, enjoy about the best weather you can possibly imagine and enjoy it with this guy. He has mandibles like the Predator. The better to enjoy you with. He is a Montserrat mistaker and a Martinique mistaker. He's a friend of the Shoeless Viper. He's the pride of Tarzana, California. He's Matthew Rampy. Castings where you find it on our site or podcast client. Talk is sounding nonsensical. That's why I feel so dutiful. Magical shapes a ball, so get up on the cast floor. Cast, you've got to just let your body record the podcast. Cast, Alex Shafe, Milton, two, Gabby Page, four. We love you, listeners with some stuff to do. Cubicles with you know who. Don't just sit there, let's get to it. Download the cast, there's nothing to it. I'm always interested in <laughs> first thing, how many songs can I how, how many songs can I parody? And I've honestly this week I thought I was done. I thought I was ready to come on the cast and go, 134, that was it. <laughs> but I had an explosion, excuse me, of uh, ideas just in the last few hours, actually. It was, <laughs> like always... I've got I got like three new ideas. <clears throat> And then I'm, I'm, I am also wondering wh- which artists are going to show up most often in the parody. And Madonna's in, Madonna's in the front here. Yeah, I was about to do another Styx song tonight, which would give Styx at least three. Um, anyway, 135. Um, it might get sexy here tonight. Well, when's it not sexy on this show, really? Uh, wait, don't answer that. Although, like this, I mean, I, <laughs> like ideally, what we're going after here tonight is sex talk, which that's not necessarily sexy, you know. Oh, yep, that's right. That's right. I read the article that, that so, we're talking that we may may or may not discuss. And so, so, Grandma, you know, this is going to be this is the sex episode. So maybe you want to maybe you want to just not listen to this episode and maybe go to one of the other episodes where all we talk about his street fighting and rampant drug abuse. <laughs> does your grandmother listen to the podcast? No, I, don't like, I, I don't think she does. Okay. Okay. I, <laughs> I hope that mine doesn't. And like I but said, maybe my grandmother in heaven might be listening. If you, she would love it anyway. If she, you, she could handle the sex talk. Good. Yeah. Uh, my, 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 my paternal grandmother. Yeah. She could. 
you know, Same. if you've made it to 135, you're still with us. It's probably not too much that you're that you're yeah that offends you deeply. At least offends you so much that you stop listening. Yeah, for sure. But let, we don't have to get right into that. We don't. Um, I um, I got a little baseball minutia. If you if everybody just wants to get caught up on Northwest Little League, we do have to get caught up on yeah. the, uh, Northwest Little League standings. Yeah. The um. Well, I was braggadocia. I was all braggadocia last week, and mm-hmm. I was talking about how we were undefeated. Yeah. Do you recall that? Yeah. Well, you, you know, you just you shouldn't you shouldn't talk like that. We, so <laughs> we, the next game we dropped to the Brewers, the Brew Crew, yeah, eight, eight to six. Ooh, they've got us by two runs. Tough loss. Yeah, it was a tough loss. Uh, it was a Friday night. Uh, the energy was weird. Everybody's a lot head. like on the podcast right here. Um, Everybody's head was somewhere else. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it, it was okay. It, it wasn't, it wasn't as tough. Everybody handled it. Well, well everybody except me handled it, <laughs> handled it well, you know, and I, we we're walking off the field and I really like the guys that I'm coaching with Raphael yeah. and Zach. And, um, I says to Zach, hi, I got to keep things in perspective. Um, and he was like, really? <laughs> but uh, no, I'm having a great time. We got a great group of kids. The league in itself, Northwest Little League, is is super class. A lot of volunteer action. You know, it's like all volunteer coached and run. And uh, the president of the league, uh, uh, Miguel, is like 10 years into volunteering for this organization. Now he's the president of the league. And he was like, I go, are you the facilities manager? And he goes, I'm the president of the league. And I was like, and that's an all volunteer position as well. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've only got two years left. He has, you know, he has three boys going through that whole system. <laughs> but first class experience, I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, there is always like the issues with the, with parents sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. People who think that their kids should be in the rotation more or- you know, I haven't experienced any of that. There was an incident at the weekend. We played the uh, Roy. No, we played the Rockies on Sunday, and both teams were short a player, and we had a player that had to was going to have to leave. So we were kind of sharing these two players, and actually, one of the players that we were that we were was hitting for us and playing the field for us was um, his dad. Thought he heard one of our parents. One of our parents said to to this guy, "Thanks for loaning us that DH for the game." And apparently, this gentleman thought that this parent said, "Oh, great DH or something," Uh, which is weird because we were crushing uh, the Rockies. Like Uh we were winning. If if everybody was unhappy because we were losing, I could understand some petulant word. But th- this dad <laughs> lost his ever-loving mind, came over, to, didn't say anything to the gentleman he thought had said something untoward, <laughs> came right over to us and said, I want my kid off the, he was yelling for his kid to go play for the other team, <laughs> which like, there was one, there was a, there were two kids that we were sharing. It was like, uh, and he was just, he absolutely lost his mind. And he actually, this, this gentleman coached with my head coach last season. Mm. And my head coach was like, you know, I always knew he's like an emotional guy, but I never seen him worked up like that. And then he's accusing the dad of of drinking mm. and all this stuff. And meanwhile, my wife was sitting right by the whole scene. And when I, she had left the game early and when I got home, she was like, he didn't say anything untoward. He yeah. just said, thanks for the. Anyway, so I got my first little taste of like you thought it was people. Sarc- you thought it was sarcastic. Of thanks. For uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. He he simply misheard something and he he completely overreacted and continued to overreact and uh, so I don't know. I saw that happen, but anyway, we crushed the Rockies and then we played the White Sox last night. Another win. I, we came out against the Sox. There's a five-run rule. You can only score five runs. And 
everybody was getting a hit. And just quickly, we had, it was five runs. They weren't even getting outs. It was like five runs, five runs. Third inning, we had 15 points. Mm. And I was like, we're just going to win 20 to zero or whatever. And Yeah. Uh, Is there a skunk after, Right after the third, no. But right after the third, it, no, there's no skunk rule. It's just five runs. Well, mathematically, if you can't catch up, right. you know. Um, right after that, we we lost focus and they started scoring runs and and um, it it came down to the last inning. And it was it was fifteen to thirteen. Wow. We, we we had to play defense to <laughs> to to win. It was great though. Uh, my son had a caught a line drive and nice. threw a ball to first. And, you know, it's it, kids really clicking with the the game at that age i think yeah. maybe so anyway there's your minutia for all those who mainly just tune in for and the uh those who are wondering about the red hots they i got the update from isabel they won at least one game maybe won another game we can't quite remember <laughs> no i think they just won one game um and the player can't remember how many games they won. <laughs> I tell you though, Isabel is really yeah. enjoying. I asked her, I was like, "Does it matter if you're having fun?" She's like, "No, it doesn't matter. I'm having fun." No, she's having fun. So, and success. And her team is red hot. Wake up, praying that a game's on. Your Maybe team it's the ain't red. Squad. Maybe it's the Knicks. New York is red hot. Yeah, New York is red hot. Um, so let's go to the show sheet. I had written the Vogue parody on a separate sheet because I didn't want to spoil it for Shay. <laughs> <laughs> nice surprise for me. So, happy Louie Louie Day. Turns out April 8th is Louie Louie. Whoa, baby, we gotta go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, is that the, that, all that's the song that Jackie's afraid of? That Jackie doesn't want us to say. <laughs> but, um, um, <laughs> Dadim, is this for real? Of... I'm looking at this now. <laughs> According to uh, why is there? There's a day the for everything. International there's... Louis Louis Day celebrates birthday of songwriter Richard Berry. Started by a group of online fans in 2003, this is a time honored tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, some people were born just this millennium. Um, tell me more about this. Did you read this? Uh, no. Oh, this is a (laughs) this is a very short (laughs) article. There is way more advertising copy on this page than there is article. (laughs) UPI isn't that like a legitimate an old an old legitimate news service? I mean, I think it's a. It's just it is just a news aggregator of some sort. Uh. Yeah, like uh, a most popular dog farting awareness news. day started on social media <laughs> in 2014. <laughs> this is a real, this is a problem that we have. I, uh, Our news is sprinkled in like potpourri <laughs> with absolute shite. <laughs> I uh, I did my eyes passed over the uh, the dog farting headline and uh, did not did not grab that one. And then, of course, when you're sitting uh, browsing with a friend, you get to see what your friend's been looking at on the interwebs because that's what all the ads are. Oh, yeah. I've obviously been on the Home Depot side and here's Tacova's boots. Never, never really went for those. Um, Okay. Happy Louie Louie Day. I, I, I would like to hear the dirty version of that song. Did you listen to it? I mean, you just you can't really understand what the guy's saying. Oh, you can't understand what he's saying. Yeah. So this is so what you're saying is this is Jackie's dirty, dirty imagination. Well, or yeah, or, <laughs> you know, or somebody said, "Oh, what's he saying?" Like somebody, somebody could say, "Oh, well, he's saying this. You can be as dirty with it as you want." Yeah. Oh, so uh, it's like one of those assign your own meaning songs. There's. Which goes back to our misheard lyrics because there's so many songs that have jumbled lyrics that leave it open to interpretation. Yep. Now, Iggy Pop and the Stooges did a version of Louie Louie. 
Is it Louis Louis or Louis Louis? I think it's or Louis Louis. Louis Louis. Louis Louis. Whoa, Shafe, we got a cast now. Talk, 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 talk. I went to my put. Recorded cast. Fine little girl waits for me. Catch a ship across the sea. Sail that ship about all alone. Never know if I make it home. This is the dirty version? Three nights and days I sail the sea. Think of girl constantly. On that ship I dream she's there. I smell the rose in her hair. See Jamaica, the moon above. It won't be long. Me see me love. Take her in my arms again. Tell her I'll never leave again. Now, the most offensive thing about that is rhyming again with again. <laughs> but uh, no, no obscenities there. There might be some... There's some... Entendre? There's some stuff in there going on. Okay. Between a man and a woman. Yeah. It sounds like a wartime song, for one thing, right? Yeah. He's got to go, like, serve his tour. Yeah. Is it a Jamaican song, originally? Is that... I don't... Did it, you put no, that tatouage on the end? Well, no, it's... I mean, that's what it says. See Jamaica the moon above. It won't be long. Me see me love. Me see me love. Yeah. Now... Presumably these are, oh, well, this says it's the Kingsman lyrics, so I don't know if this okay, is the... this is not the fames. Richard Berry. Well, whether <laughs> it is or not, I don't know. This, this, is, this is listed as the Kingsman, you know, so... I just, th there are over 2,000 and counting versions of Louis Louis. Oh. Listen, if you're out there and you've heard the dirty versions of Louie Louie, could you send us a link to it on the interwebs? Nobody ever sends us a link. No. That was a lot of dead air. Robot, make sure we never have dead air. I, uh, yeah. It was an FBI, and there was an FBI investigation. Raw and rebellious, the Portland's 1963 cover transformed the song into an outsider anthem. So 1963 is, is the year that this wild version of it came out. No, I think they were, they're talking about as the Kingsman version. Oh, okay. Sounding so dangerous and hedonistic, it inspired generation after generation to champion the song and an FBI investigation at the time to find out what was actually being sung. Such was the threatening wild drawl of the vocal. In fact, the G-men searching for obscenities or hidden messages apparently concluded the song was unintelligible at any speed. Ah. <laughs> Their report... Some square FBI guys, right? Oh, here's the FBI report. <laughs> I, guess there's, I guess there's no reason for us to get into the 119-page FBI report on the matter. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, not on maybe not could on this episode. Boring radio. <laughs> maybe we could preview it and just sum it up for the listener, <laughs> rather than just read it to each other <laughs> in real time. I feel like if I took the time to really go into the podcast and edit out the dead air, it would be different, right? It wouldn't be the same. It'd be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> it would, uh... I mean, that's what people do. We go by faster. With imaginary radio. I don't think anybody wants us to go by faster. No. I don't. You and I don't, for sure. I'm pretty sure people who are listening to us are trying to fill up vast swaths of time. Yeah. They're staring, that, staring down that spreadsheet... 
I'm like, all right, spreadsheet. It's either you guys or Matthew and Schaefer. You caught my allusion in the parody? Uh, yeah, the cubicle. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is for the... This is for our friends in the cubicles out there. All right. Got another little... Uh, Little gem of a news story here for you. I feel I feel one thing this episode is lacking is segment titles. Yeah. So let's try to brand this segment before we go right into this is it. Kind of one long news cruise is what we got here. Good old fashioned news cruise. Extended news cruise discotheque. Cruising and newsing, cruising for some newsing. I'm trying to get. This is also from UPI. Oh, wait. What happened there? Whoops. It looks like I accidentally. You put the same, put the same URL link. in twice. All right. Let's see here. Have I told you about the song Chug Jug with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you definitely have not. <laughs> By all means, sir. This actually just happened again. Like all, this podcast really came together in the last few hours. No, you really didn't. Uh, uh, huh? <laughs> I, said, I said, really, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting at the dinner table, and I says to my family, "I don't have a parody ready." I said, "I'm I'm recording a podcast." I like to tell them at dinner. Dinner is usually a good time. Everybody's sitting down and I'm like, I'm podcasting tonight. So manage your expectations about how much dad can handle with the bedtime routine. Okay. <laughs> That's the subtext. And <laughs> I, I says to them, I don't really have a parody ready. And Isabel goes, you should do chug jug with you. It's a Fortnite song. It's really popular. <laughs> And I was like, ha, huh. and I brush her off like most comments my kids make to me. Uh-huh. And I we're think we're kicking around some other ideas and she comes back to it. Yeah, you should really do chug jug with you. <laughs> and she goes, Echo, play chug jug with you. Playing chug jug with you by Leviathan. And it goes into this track and it's it's a, a beat I know. It's a song that I know. Um, I'm I'm gonna pull up the song because you've you've probably heard it. It was a it was a pop song from w- w- when did this track come out? Um, no, none of that, none of that junk. Just just listen to the wait. What is yeah? No, this is it. This is a just a number one champion sound. Yeah, a style we're about to get down. Just the hottest in the world right now. Just touch down in London. Uh That was way too loud for the recording. Sorry, everybody. All right. So uh, Isabel plays this song, Chug Jug with You, and it's it's basically kids who've taken that track Uh and made their own. Their their own song parody. I go, I go, Belle, this is not a song. This is like well, it, this says parody of of American Boy, but apparently this is what the kids are listening to these days. I hope we get sued by these kids. <clears throat> Leviathan, whoever that is. Sorry, sorry out there, Leviathan, if you're like, oh, everybody We got a number one victory royale, yeah, fortnightly belt to get down. get down. Ten kills on the board right now, just wiped out tomato town. <laughs> My friend has gone down, I revived him, now we're heading southbound. Now we're in the Pleasant Park streets, look at the map, go to the mark sheet. Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today. You can take your nasty wire, but mom look like I this is basically what I've been doing. And I was like, I, this, I couldn't think of the name of the song immediately, but I was like, listen, th- this is a track from like the 2000s. Yeah. And, and, I, and I had to look it up. And, and you were right. And yeah. And I liked, I liked that track when it came out. 
Uh, that was Kanye delightful. and Estelle. And then this is Leviathan with Chug Jug with you. I Number like, one, Victory Royale. I like both tracks. That, uh, that's just hilarious. Chug Jug with you. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. And then I can hear Isabel in the shower singing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what the kids are listening to. That's why I, that's why I feel like the podcast is so relevant to, to the youth of today. Because but, we know how to do a parody instead of kids. But Isabel kids doesn't play parody. Fortnite, does she? She doesn't, but it's like pervasive. Yeah. It's like part of the culture. But no. It's interesting. We, we're not. You don't do Fortnite. It's basically like a shoot 'em up, right? A mem- yeah. An MMO shoot 'em up. I, I, the, I, I <laughs> there's my parenting stutter. I allow them to play Minecraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Isabel got into Roblox, and I put the kibosh on that. I don't know if you're aware of that one. I. It's. It's basically, it's an open world thing. And the cool part is that you can make a game to, yeah. that somebody can come and play. But it's, it's also open world and there's a chat feature. And so basically your kids are in the metaverse with who knows who. Yeah. And there's, it's, it's had a, a ton of bad press lately. Here, look, I, I, I'm going to... Um, <laughs> I just... I just heard about they were talking about Roblox on Darknet Diaries on the on the ha- uh, hacking podcast. I um, to. The BBC has been running a number of of things um, <laughs> on uh, um, Roblox. I thought he was playing an innocent game as the headline. Online multiplayer game Roblox, which has ninety million users worldwide, is marketed at children. But there are fears that it's also being used to groom them. One mother explains how this happened to her young son. So the BBC, the BBC is going to have some. Uh, Where's some suggestions of some other ones? Well, recently there was a girl in Kansas that got abducted by a 13-year-old in Kansas got abducted by somebody she met on Roblox, and then uh, there was another BBC article just recently that. It's supposedly controlled, but people are making areas where your avatars are just having an orgy, basically. Mm. And these weren't even my uh, real objections to it. My main objection to it was it's very social media-y and preparing them for social media. And then also purchasing. There's Robux that you get for winning games, but then there's also... uh, you can there's robux which are fake but then there's this other currency which you can put money into the game to buy stuff yeah and i was like we're not playing a game where you need actual money to buy stuff i like the the euphemism for that in the business they call those microtransactions Mm. which is funny because the microtransaction can be any size yeah, I think uh-huh. we got a yows right here because there be, you know there. The, so here's it can a, be a hundred dollar micro transaction. Here's a tech company that's downplaying this thing, a micro transaction. Yeah. But then we have another part of the same culture who's making a big deal out of microaggressions. Yeah, you know, in real time, people are doing little things, yeah. and people are freaking out about them sometimes. Uh, I know microaggressions can be a problem, but microtransactions can also be a big problem. And I remember there was like, there's some question about, because some games will, you know, they'll sell you a, they'll sell you a box for, you know, $5 or whatever. You don't know what's in the box. And it might have, it might have like some rare gun that you wanted or some rare shield that you wanted, but it might not. So then people are saying. Was that gambling? How is that different from gambling? You know? Yeah. And ha. So weird scene, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And and thousands and thousands of dollars will be spent on like some kid trying to get like have you played a special Fortnite? version of Spider Man or something. Uh sorry. I have I've played, played a little bit of Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. I tried it out when when it, we came in, you know, I just I I downloaded it. It was free, first of all, um, to you know, just to see what it was all about. And I see why it appeals to kids. 
they like there's there's some like Minecraft you know building stuff involved like you build your fort, um, but then uh, yeah now it's kind of just a lot of like everybody lands on an island tries to shoot each other. Um, I mean that sounds fun, I, but that's just not what how I want my kids developing brains. To, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Get together, you know. So, There'll be plenty of time for them to do that kind of shit. They, later. they can do whatever they want when they they get older. You know, it's great. That's the promise of your life. But when you're young, and it's not like you don't let them play video games, right? Like, I don't play video games. I play all yeah. kinds of games. But you know what? My kids play a lot of like outside time games too. Yeah. That's good. That's, but I was just like, you don't want to like totally, you know, ban them from that because then it becomes this mysterious thing and then yeah. it, like, no, yeah, that's becomes not becomes hyper inflated in their minds. No, I just, I just make suggestions on which games to play and not yeah. play. And Roblox, I saw it and I said, this is garbage. Especially at the age Isabel picked it up, which was like, Eight, she started playing yeah. that game, and I was like, "Ah, this is not." We're also prohibiting social media, generally. I mean, you yeah. know, she has a device and can communicate with her friends, but she doesn't have any kind of social media account. Yeah, you know what? Like, there's this whole thing called wait till eight, wait till eighth grade, really, to give your kids a phone to let them have a social media account. You know, any of that? They get, they got to be a little older. These, uh, you know, these nine-year-olds with a Facebook page. This is not yeah, that makes sense. By the time they hit high school, they're lost anyway. I certainly was. <laughs> and I didn't even have the interwebs to lead me astray. <laughs> you know? All I had was cable TV. And they're going to be stealing the car. And that's all I needed. I don't need you. I don't, I don't need <laughs> Alex. I don't need this podcast. All I need is cable TV <laughs> and my T-Bird. Did you have a T-Bird? No, I always wanted to have a T-Bird. Oh. I always wanted to have a, like, like a Firebird with T-Tops. Oh, well, that's different from oh, a T-Bird. Oh, that's different from a T-Bird, <laughs> right. I'm in a Firebird. Yeah. I, tra- I wanted oh, a man. Trans Am. I wanted one of those, too, definitely. Smoking the Bandit with the big eagle on yeah. the hood. No doubt. All right. I feel like my vamp turned into a really good segment. Uh yeah, who knew that chug chug? This was really a yows, and and don't ask me to define chug jug with you. That's that's another episode too. Listen, you have the internet. I can't wait go, to ask my again. nephew about chug jug. It looks you. like something in the game. You see it here and here in these thumbnails. I have to learn that the first rap so I can just drop on a. Here's one. Kid returns to sing chug jug with you on America's Got Talent. So let's see it. <sighs> Are we? Uh, they thought I lost we, weight. Do we, well, I went from. Look- I guess we can play YouTube stuff. I don't know. We're today, probably going to get sued. Hopefully. Yeah, it's about like just how fast everything's been happening since the audition. Well, we can't wait to hear it. Good luck, Patrick. Thank you. Oh, I love America's Got Talent. This is just a video. This is a fake. Clever. They they got they got us. They got us good. Hey, Broski, you got some heels in the shield pot? I need healing, and I am only at 1 HP. Hey, dude, sorry, I found nothing on this safari. I checked the upstairs of that house, but not the underneath yet. There's a chest that's just down there. I mean, this is Storm is coming so much like how I did Just cram I've the words in. Bucks that I'll spend more than you can contend. I'm a cool pro Fortnite gamer. Cool pro Fortnite. Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today. I'm, I'm doing the Fortnite dances if you can't see me. I'm doing the floss. I really love to. 
Chug Chug with you. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. That is delightful. It really is. I I sort of, you know, this is another instance when I should listen to my kids instead of just sloughing off every little comment they make. Isabel's got an eye for for beauty and art. Did so. you see Silk Sonic at the Grammys? No, I mean I haven't seen anything from it. Grammys were the Grammys were it's, in Las Vegas. Baseball or GTFO for me and right now. <laughs> the Grammys were in Las Vegas, I guess. Okay, and sounds cool. Silk Sonic, you know Silk Sonic, right? Oh yeah, big fan. Me too. That's Bruno Mars and Anderson and Anderson Pac, Pac, for Yeah, who doesn't know? Uh, just doing this seventies throwback R and B smooth R and B thing that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh. And they did a special song that was just for, it was all about rolling sevens just for Las Vegas to like kick off the Grammys. It was super cool. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'll dig it up I'll and I'll put I'll put it on the Instagram. Look, I was vamping for you to find something. Did you find it? Where were we? Yes. Oh yes, I found it. Super excited about this story. Can you tell us what this segment is? Oh yeah, you said it was. You said it was news cruise. The extended news crew is still okay. going on. Okay. Also from UPI, our friends at UPI, Dateline April eighth, twenty twenty two. TSA agents find sword inside oblivious traveler's cane. <laughs> oblivious traveler. Yeah, traveler at Boston Airport security was shocked to learn his cane contained a sword. Uh, it's just some geezer. He just had yeah. no idea he had a hidden sword in his game. He thought, uh, he thought he was just walking around with a regular old cane, uh-huh. helping him walk around. See, that uh-huh. sounds like that's shenanigans. <laughs> that's that. That reminds me of this uh, Six Flags old guy, but he's training to be a ninja. And he just like pretends. Super cool looking one. Oh man, huh? I want a sword cane. I'd like a sword cane too. Anyway, any headline that has the words sword cane in it just grabs my You know eye. what I hate about this podcast? I'm always learning about stuff I really want. <laughs> like, I didn't even know I wanted a sword cane. Yeah, now you can't. And now, now I can't think about anything can else. can hardly be without it. <laughs> well, it's been all entendre up to this point. Wait, wait a second. I'm sorry, just going back to the last story. Did we previously have a hidden sword story? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I was kidding. Another hidden sword story. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Like all these swords people keep finding in canes and stuff. You know who might be interested in that? Who? Is our our friend who just retired, Manish. You know what I was wondering? Is that guy going to listen to the podcast now that he doesn't have a daily commute? I don't know. Yeah, he might not. He might, oh, he might have lost Manish. <laughs> Man. That's what happens, though, with podcasts, you know. Uh, one, one moment your life is running in a certain pattern, and you've got these little swaths of time you can fill with a cast. Actually, I can imagine him just sitting with his coffee on his porch in the morning, just... Listening to the latest episode. So okay, I, I hope. I, I don't know. Here's to you, Manish. I think if Manish stops listening, I gotta really reassess. I like who, to. Who ima- I'm making this for. I like to imagine you sitting there, we're just wondering, wondering what those boys at Luminex, boys and girls at Luminex, are up to, running around with their hair on fire without you, while you sit in your post-retirement peace. Those are really the victims. Having your having your on this whole situation. Manisha's teammates, <laughs> team members, people trying, trying to do the seven jobs, the, the seven seven employees worth of jobs he was doing when he was there. I bet they call him back. <laughs> I, I bet they. I bet about a month goes by and they holler at him. <laughs> Try to make him make him not. Not that I think he would go back. I'm just saying. Well, it'll be interesting if he, uh, to find out if. He hears us talking about him. Try to make an offer you can't refuse. Don't tell him we talked about him. On of course podcast. not. I'll keep mum. It's like when I wrote that parody on another document. Mum's the word. <laughs> Matthew, have you ever wondered, wondered why people say mum's the word? Why people keep mum? Matthew, have you ever wondered? Does it have anything to do with the plague? 
Oh, that's a good guess. Does that have anything to do with mummies? Because mummies can't talk because their mouths are covered in in rotten bandages. I'm 85% sure we've talked about this before. <laughs> really? <laughs> Not only am I 85% sure that we talked about it before, I also don't remember the outcome. <laughs> and that's that's actually what helps me realize that we did talk about it because I can't remember it. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? Don't make me vamp. I'll go into a whole other segment. Where does the expression keep mum come from? Oh, keeping mum. Maybe a reference to the wax used to prepare Egyptian mummies for burial. Oh, okay. Mum appears to be a word of imitative origins, referencing the mmm sound that people make when their mouths are closed. And they try to talk. Or when someone tries to talk with a hand clamped over his or her mouth. Oh, creepy. So I guess they don't really know. <laughs> Keeping... <laughs> Keeping... <laughs> the concept of keeping mum also comes up in some plays on words which utilize the British slang term mum for mother. Which... Dates back to the early 1800s, propaganda posters the Second World War, for example, exhorted readers to stay like dad, keep mum. Mm. Or oh. be like dad, keep mum. That's so you're not giving away secrets? Yeah, like mm. your dad doesn't do, I guess. Is that because dads are, are notoriously tight-lipped because they're miserable? <laughs> The term was also borrowed by members of the acting community who started to put on mummeries or silent plays. Which I guess that that then become mimes. Mimes. Mummeries? People would wear masks to conceal their identities. Portray a scene that was laden with political and social commentary. Uh, by 1704, people were saying mum's the word, reference the idea of keeping mum. Mum is also linked with mumps, a disease which caused a painful swelling of the face. Mummy, however, comes from the Persian word mumaya, which references the waxes used to prepare Egyptian mummies for burial. Although mummies are also certainly good at keeping mum. That seems like a word that has an amalgam yeah. of root of definition. I don't think that <clears throat> none of those none of those were satisfactory to me, I'd say. I'd say I'm no closer to knowing where that word came from. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of times when we define a word, I, I it, it's not satisfactory. <laughs> I, I guess what makes the most sense is keeping mm, you know but like the sound you make when you're but every when there's a hand clamped over your mouth. Okay. That and that makes the most sense to you, but the mum I like the mummy thing with the wax. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was gonna be I asked about the plague. I thought it was chrysanthemum, uh. which they would shove into the holes left by the sores and the corpses so they wouldn't stink so bad. Like that is but, so gross. I don't know. but that's ring around the rosy. Mm, yeah, pocket full of posies. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to turn it to the macabre. Uh. That is <laughs> gruesome. So we got a couple other things on the on the show sheet. Um, do we want to talk about this? Nah. I think maybe we can. Well, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, you put it on the show sheet. So let's 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 do it. Let's talk about it. You know, like really, it kind of got me thinking. This. Uh, there's a editorial guys, an op-ed, dear dear listeners of One Magical Hour, uh, in the New York Times that was kind of you know suggesting that you know basically Americans need to talk more about sex and that our you know the social mores that we have and the traditions that we have, the education we have, none of it is enough really to prepare anyone for the complicated the thing that is a sexual relationship. But 
you know, like kind of like all of this. The problem with editorials is that people are allowed to just write whatever, you know? I was going to ask you, I, uh, when you hear op-ed, do you hear the word hooey? Yeah, well, I mean, that's <clears> the thing, yeah. You know, I, I, I often find with these editorials that the headline grabs me, and then, you know, maybe the first sentence, and I'm like, yeah, I agree with this. But then there's no responsibility for these, because since it's just an editorial, or it's just someone's opinion, there's no, there's not the responsibility of the journalistic story to then follow up with a bunch of facts, what you were talking about, you know? Yeah. You know, and uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I felt about this sort of this article. I was like, yes, yes, we need to, we do find ourselves, are, we, as a society, yes, we are lacking in the vocabulary and the ability to talk about sex properly with, with, with our partners, with our children, you know. Well, the, I, the article focused a lot on the younger generation, people who are dating now, and a few examples of somebody, of people who have found dating to be a minefield Yeah. now, more so than ever. There, there were some unsubstantiated facts stated about the amount of sex being had now compared yeah. to 30 years ago. Which, you know, I, I've heard <clears throat> from a number of sources that it is less. There's Younger less people are sex. having less sex. Huh. Uh, it, which, but isn't that because they're living a lot of their lives in the metaverse? Yeah. They're not no, actually touching each yeah. other? Yeah. They're still so maybe there's to some, each other. Maybe there's some intimacy going on out there. I mean, presumably. I don't, I, yeah, with, I don't. Without um, the physical presence. Uh, that, that had that's my op-ed <laughs> that that's not what the article was saying but the article was saying too that a big thrust of the article was that there are boundaries in a lot of experiences in life that use the example of a dinner party yeah when you go to a dinner party you know basically what's going to happen and you expect that you're not going to be stabbed with a with a steak knife because that's not part of the general, you know. But then unexpected things do happen at a dinner party, but it's all within kind of a framework. Mm -hmm. I, and I thought of sport, too. Like yeah. A sport, you go and you agree on the set of rules, and all these fun and exciting things can happen, but all within the boundaries of rules. And that now there's just this, because of the sexual revolution, because of how open and free sex is to be seen on the internet porn was cited in a number of occasions one of them being that one of the people that this person had talked to had had like a horrific like uh choking experience yeah. during a sexual encounter a la some kind of degrad porn degradation uh kink which you know, uh, I, and as you know, long as you're not hurting someone but then that, that seems like you could hurt someone well this yeah and this underlines the fact that we don't have the means to talk about it, the vocabulary to talk about it, means a lot of people are getting that vocabulary from porn. They're getting, you know, yeah. they're learning about they're it learning about from there. From porn. Yeah. And, and that's it's a, terrible. That's a I mean, real it's been sad it's thing. It's been happening for a long time, and that's not great. Because porn is not intimacy and but sex, really, at all. It's not that the modern world's at fault. Like, we've never really had the... I... I yeah, I mean, imagine before maybe, maybe the sexual the, revolution. And maybe our, the French or the Italians, have, you know, <laughs> have a way of chatting about it that I don't know. Although, you know, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people tell you that the French and the Italians have their problems too, you know. Um, is that right? What is it? What are their problems? Well, it's just you know, kind of with the with the Me Too thing happening. They're like f the French are kind of just all in on misogyny, and you know. Oh, is that right? And yeah, Me Too hasn't happened in France. No, you know, like like there were all sorts of like like Bridget Bardot and uh, I don't know Catherine Deneuve. I don't like all of these French women were like, yeah, American women need to. You stop being so uptight. Oh. You know, there was that kind of stuff being bandied around, I see. which, you know, 
I did not know that. If there's, and, and you know, that might just be one, you know, one person saying, you know, it could be like just your, some op ed. You, your, you, your average <laughs> French woman is like, no, I'm sick of, you know, men thinking that they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Uh, just like everybody else. I don't know. Uh, if, if you're French, get at us. We want to unlock, definitely want to unlock that mystery. For sure. Um, well, I was wondering um, why you brought this article to our attention. Uh, you, you know, know and like the idea it. was like, well, let's talk about things, you know. Um, but uh, I don't like, but now, I don't even know where to begin. But <laughs> now in the cold, hard light of the of my porch light. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, what's our op-ed about that? I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not dating now. It's, it does seem like a really weird world with the apps. I can tell the you. The dating apps. I, I, met, I met all of my <clears throat> friends and lovers IRL. I think an important thing to remember, um, for someone like me who has had a handful of serious relationships, you know, uh, pardon me, like mom cover your ears, maybe a dozen to two dozen sexual relationships. Okay. You know, uh, I can tell you that each one of them is as different as, as the people, you know, as the people involved, as you would expect. A dozen to two dozen. That's quite a uh, spread. <laughs> Well, it depends on how you... One of them is twice the other. Well, yeah, like, you don't necessarily, like, do you define it as, you know, two times, three times? Right, right, right. So, uh, there's there's some leeway there. Sure. Uh, And there's, you know, I've... So, kind of counterpoint to the uh, New York Times article, like, for something as intimate as a sexual relationship, it's going to be different you know, from person to person, even if, even if the static, uh, you know, I, I would be the one person involved in all, you know, a dozen of those, but even just changing the other person makes it, makes each of those relationships radically different, you know, and there's so many different ways that people, ways that people do it, things that bring people bring to it, uh, things that people expect from it, things that people want from it. Um, and, you know, Meanwhile, you know, everybody's discovering things, you know, as they go along with it, you know, so. um, Well, that was another point of the article is that consent doesn't mean that we've agreed upon any ground rules. Yeah. And and in moreover, it can just sort of mean uh, one one person thinking it's a free-for-all of sorts. Yeah, and. Just thinking back, like, you know. You've been the victim of a free-for-aller. No, well, (laughs) just the, well, you know, yes, let's do this means very different things to different people. Right. Well, and then there's the, we seem to be talking about casual sex here, but I think that the issue oftentimes is that <clears throat> one person can think that it means a bonding of sorts and the other person can be in it for just the experience right yeah like maybe it maybe it signifies to one partner that oh i would like something more and would like to see you over and over and the other person might be thinking this is awesome i will never see this other person again yeah just one example of when people are on uh, different pages. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because like page together. And just because you know, just because you're on one side of that fence with one person doesn't mean you won't be on the opposite side of the fence with the next person. I like to know? be on the front page together. It's good to have everybody on the same page. Uh, so, sometimes you're on the front page. Sometimes you like to be on the back page. Maybe you can get away with a little more. I'm hearing that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, once again, I think, you know, and I think, you know, just us taking a stab at trying to talk about it here is, is enough. You know, it's, 
I think it goes to show that we can easily get out of our depth and we should stay on the roads (laughs) more traveled. (laughs) That's something I'll think about some more, though. Maybe uh, it's something worth exploring, I think. You know, how. You know what else is worth exploring? <laughs> There's consent. Chug, Will chug you be with my you. pro Fortnite gamer? <laughs> oh man. Are we still talking about sex? I don't think <laughs> I don't think that the the problem we have here is that I don't think this can be dubbed the sex episode by because, <laughs> by any stretch. Like because we're supposed to talk about Fortnite. We start, but we <laughs> but we started to talk about it, and um, I, I don't know. Maybe we talked about it. I, I feel that sex is um, private and personal. It's like religion. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever you, however you engage in divine worship, great. You don't have to be all up in my face about it. Yeah. But that's just me. Then there are other people who are like, hey, I'm all up in your face about it. And that's fine, too. It's like the, the, the evangelicals. Um, what happened over there? Is somebody making a podcast in, in some other yard over there? What is going on? <laughs> I actually have one more segment. Okay. Believe it or not. Just real quick. By all means. I just wanted it. It's it. This is a hybrid segment. It's a, it's a Matthew's minutia mixed with the Disney plus avocado review. So let's start with the part that everybody wants to hear about the Disney plus avocado review. No, 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 no. I'll go with the bad news first. I'll go with Matthew's minutia. This week, I went on this like uh, architectural engineering construction industry kind of networking thing. It was a double decker bus tour of Austin. Huh. Of we did uh, downtown construction sites. Fascinating to see the town from a different perspective. Of course, sitting on the, the second floor of the double decker bus. High above the traffic, you you're seeing like all of the shops and businesses and everything that you know so well, yeah. but from a slightly different angle. You're looking down at people. People think you're a tourist, so they're like hollering and w- either waving or flipping you off, <laughs> or cars are kind of like irritated by your presence, and um, also like really see looking at the buildings. I mean, w- one of them was we're we're looking at construction sites and there's tons of new downtown high rises, but really seeing the buildings from a different pr- perspective and seeing you know, construction details that I've never noticed. And a lot of parts of town that I've, I used to frequent and I don't haunt very often. Like I hadn't been down on South Congress in like ages, man. Yeah. And a lot of different things happening down there that I hadn't seen. And I, that was uh, a lot of fun. It was like a, it was like a little bit of a cruise of downtown, which we love a cruise. Leads me right into my Disney Plus mm-hmm. review. Have you seen Jungle Cruise with The Rock? Yes. <laughs> Is that not a fun movie? Like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna miss that one. I saw that in the theater. Oh, you did? Okay. I don't. I don't, I don't miss Jungle Adventures, my friend. Okay. Okay. Well, not a chance. Um, I I have a special connection with the Jungle Cruise. My stepdad, Richard Harvey, he works in the Magic Kingdom in Florida, uh, for a couple of different summers, maybe, and he was the t- he was the tour guy on the Jungle Cruise. He did the tour, and he had like. The two are memorized, you know. The have you ever done the Jungle Cruise ride? I've I, d- I've done it at Disneyland in Anaheim. 
I, or in Orange County. I don't think that I did. I, either that wasn't an operation when I was there, or it hadn't been installed yet. And then it's they they also have it in Florida. Um, okay, well, you've seen it. There's no need for me to describe it. Uh, listeners might like to. <laughs> well, I don't think. Just I would I would give the Jungle Cruise a, a good seven avocados. I'm seven with you right there. Avocados. Yeah. Uh, delightful. Uh, that was all. That was all I had. Delightful cast. Uh, the, now you got that Emily Blunt. Yeah, and you got that uh, Paul Giamatti was in that. Now there's another exciting Jungle Adventure movie out uh, with Sandy B and Channing the, T. The Lost City. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? I haven't seen it yet. No. Well. But is it, it in theaters? It's obviously on my list. It is, yeah. And it's and that's kind kind of a little throwback to romancing you, the stone. You said happening. that before. Is that true? What's that? I, I mean, is it is it some sort of homage to romancing the stone? Yeah, or? I mean, like she's a she is a she's a writer, r- romance novelist. Oh, okay. And uh, and Harry Potter is the bad guy. Oh, fantastic! Daniel Radcliffe. So. Uh, so that's going to be hilarious, you know. Um, he's playing the bad guy, and he's playing Weird Al. Oh, that's right. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, I'm I'm glad to see him have life beyond yeah uh, the Harry Potter series. Not like Mark Hamill. He's a very uh, oh, he's a very talented actor. Uh, I can't, I always forget the name of it, but there's a there's a rom com. With him in it, that takes place in Toronto. Um, real simple, oh. super nice little movie. I'll ha- I'll uh, I'll dig it up and, and get back to you next time. Okay, the listeners will be waiting for that. Well, sometimes I forget we're podcasting here. Yeah, I'll also give a review of the latest Pedro Almodovar movie next week. Oh, good. A little forward promotion there for you. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. You got a poem? I don't. I don't, you know, I don't. I don't think you always need a poem. Leviathan is a poet. This is my new favorite song. (laughs) I'm going to be singing that all week. All right, we love you. Remember, the poor are the choices. The sweeter the chug jug. I walk to a river. I cannot swim across. Every time I leave that house, I run into my boss. There's always someone yelling right to my ear. So I guess it's time for me to get up and get out of here. The man locked me up, looked just like my dad. Every time.
trip like that Always make me circle round Like a rabbit around the track There's water in the mountain streams It runs by cold and clear I guess it's time for me to get up Get out of A man came through with a pick and a shovel And his heart pulled back like a trigger on the place till he met his grace and he went to the highest bidder. Sometimes this world goes away and gets buried in the snow. Sometimes she will go away and she's someone I don't know. Well, maybe I'll be back around and see you sometime next year. I guess it's time. Get up and get out of here.